Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bedoff. Joining me this evening, as of right now, the one and only Earl Neto. Earl, how you doing? How was your weekend? Um, hello there, indeed. Um, what was it like enjoying a United free weekend? It, it was interesting. Um, it was nice because I can go to the Bloom Fiesta and enjoy it and not have to have my phone on my face. Um, I did have I did run into about seven or eight United fans wearing kits out there, so it was kind of cool. Like, hey, I like your I like your shirt. I was like, yeah, I like yours too, man. Um, <laughs> so it was kind it was pretty cool just seeing all the fans out there. Um, and not worrying about soccer whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's. Were you, guys, were, uh, were you guys out there? Did you get some good weather? Because I, I know it's been a number we of events. We were out Saturday night. Okay. This, is that a Saturday night got canceled, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Did they still at least inflate or and, and no. go? Or, no? They didn't even they inflate? Didn't oh, anything. wow. Oh, that's insane. Okay. Yeah, so we have a rain check for whichever day we want to go back. I think we're going to go back Friday night mm-hmm. just because that's a special shapes glodio. So we'll see. Yeah, the special shapes is always fun. I know, I know, my boys enjoy that. Uh, the last time, the last like three times I've tried to go to Balloon Fiesta, the events have gotten canceled due to weather. Not necessarily rain, but like wind conditions or things like that. And for those of you that aren't in the New Mexico area that haven't been to Balloon Fiesta, Albuquerque basically sits in a big basin. We're covered by mountains on basically like two and a half, three sides, and the wind basically moves in a box. And when the wind speed gets up. What gets too high at certain altitudes, the balloons can't fly, or if it's too rainy, they 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 can't fly. And so, um, I know the the ascension went up today. Mm-hmm. They did uh, the ascension. They go up today, and they do typically try to do at least inflate and glow um, when the weather's too bad. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Today was a surprise because they were supposed to cancel this morning, and they somehow made it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard from a friend of mine um, that they were able to fly. And then uh, obviously, you know, the glow is going to happen. I think it's Thursday and Friday night. Um, yeah. There's nothing happening tonight, nothing happening tomorrow night. Um, Thursday, Friday night, there'll be the the special shapes glow. Mm-hmm. Saturday night will be the all glow. And then Sunday morning, the farewell ascension. Yeah. The, the farewell ascension. Did you see the RC uh, stuff? Like, I've heard Did that- it actually go up. I don't know if they did. I, I assume they did today. I don't know for sure, but the, the RC know. ones. Um, a friend of mine is a, is a field judge for the or the safety officer or something for, mm-hmm. for the RCs, um, and apparently they're supposed to try to set some sort of record. Yeah, they're year. trying to go into the Guinness Book of World Records. Like most, uh, most RCs up for, controlled, for uh, ten minutes or ascended. something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So it'll be really interesting. I've heard they're really neat to watch. Um, but I guess there was an issue that day where some of it's it's unusual for the balloons to go up and then come back and land back at Balloon Fiesta Park. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently some of them were coming in and landing while the RCs were in the air. Um, yeah. So if the RC hits the balloon, that's the problem. <laughs> um but I'm glad you guys are all together. If you've never been out here for Balloon Fiesta, get out and come out and, and see it. It's typically the first uh, week, first two full weekends in October. Um, 
I know people have been pushing for them to change dates because the farmer's almanac keeps saying we're gonna have bad weather every year. So see, I um, love it. Yeah. I love it. Regardless of the weather, regardless, I mean it could freaking snow and I'm still gonna show up. <laughs> um, I've been telling everybody that October 1st through the end of the year is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. My yeah, I get time. it. I, I completely get it. The weather's finally changing. Balloon Fiesta's up. You got all sorts of events in and around uh, Albuquerque and New Mexico now through the end so, of yeah, the year. So this one, so Balloon Fiesta happens this week, mm -hmm. um, November 12th and 13th, I believe it is. Um, there's the Balloon Rally in Mountaineer. Mm -hmm. They have about 14 or 15 balloons that go up and just hover over Mountaineer. And if you've never been to Mountaineer, um, it's incredible without the balloons. And then if you're a fan of hot air balloons, it just makes it that much better. Um, I am slightly biased because I am from Mountaineer. So it's, it's kind of a secret spot in my heart. Yeah. Um, and then obviously just the holidays. I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I freaking love Christmas time. Um, I have officially started playing Christmas music on my own. How dare you, sir? Um, one thing I do know is that this will always be a Christmas song. <laughs> I wasn't aware this was a Christmas song, so yeah. So that's that's officially a Christmas song this year. Um, yeah, I mean, you're gonna find me in a in a good mood every freaking week because of it. Now, are are you saying you'll you'll still be in a, still be in a good mood if United does not make the playoffs? Um, yeah. And if United doesn't make the playoffs, then I will probably be saying this to myself. <laughs> well, as we all know at this point, the uh, New York Metropolitan fans are saying the same things to themselves after the Braves clinched the National League East for the fifth consecutive year this year. So did congratulations. You just, did, did you just cut off my jam? I did. What a dick. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had no idea what you were going to play there. You played the, you did play the first one for me before we went on air. I didn't know you were going to do that, but that like just gave me the perfect opening to put down Mets fans. And, uh, that stupid broadcaster from SNY who declared the, uh, the National League East over back in April. So, yeah. Yeah. You uh, know what he's thinking right now? What's that? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's been getting blasted all over social media for that after the Braves erased a 10.5 game deficit and swept the Mets over the weekend, clinched the division tonight. So Braves and Mets obviously playoff bound. The, the MLB playoffs are essentially set. Um, playoffs kick off next week with the new format. Uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. That's going to be fun. Um I mean, yeah, I, I, I was going to turn that into a burning question, but I decided not to, uh, since your team is not in the playoffs this year. Um, I know you're getting ready for hockey season. Hockey season's oh, yeah. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you, you mentioned playoffs, and mm-hmm. it just brings up one thing to my mind. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, and and that's gonna be the uh, the buzzword basically here for the next uh, couple of weeks, if it hasn't already been. And and so, I mean, we, obviously, we, we mentioned it earlier United did not have a match over the weekend after playing in Las Vegas last week. Um, we'll see more congratulations. We'll see more being named USL Championship Team of the Week. He was my man of the match last week. Um, he he just he was fantastic against Vegas. Uh, he really was. He absolutely dominated Danny Trejo. Uh, so glad to see that happen. Um, and, I mean, general thoughts on uh, United last week against uh, Vegas, because I know we've got just a little bit of – we've got two matches to get to this week. So um, it, was, it was exactly what I expected. I mean, we called it last week. Vegas is a weird place to go. Mm-hmm. A weird place to go. Um, so for us to go in and take one point, I'm okay with that. Harry, what's up, man? Um, yeah, you're you're okay to be late. Um, Barry Bonds is if you want Harry, to I am banning you from the show for that comment. Um now that, that you, you kind of redeemed yourself there. And and Harry, I did say to Seth and Jacob that I do have a special message for you. So, or I'm hoping Robert can hear this sometime later today. Earl, the uh, floor so, is yours. So my special special message to Harry is: Thank you for your patronage. That's all I got for you. <laughs> that's that okay. Well, yes, Harry, we do appreciate you being here. Uh, basically, every week, uh, hanging out with us, talking with us. Except um, last week, you weren't here last week. Earl, Earl was disappointed that you weren't here last week. I, will I was. Say that. Earl was very upset. He cried after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're glad you're here. Glad you guys. Are, hope everyone's doing well. Um, I mean, yeah, we talked about Vegas being a weird place to play. We saw the mattresses. We saw the trucks. We saw people gaming beside the pitch. They had the cash grab at halftime. They. Um, yeah, it was just weird. And like United. I- I'm still a hundred percent sure that that confetti bullshit on the field is not safe to play on. Oh, and I, I'm I'm absolutely uh, I'm absolutely convinced it's not. Yeah, and like you, the confetti was still all over the pitch and throughout the second half. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I wish the league would look into that and actually do something about it because it's bullshit. I mean, you have fans sleeping on fucking mattresses on the side of the pitch. You have a truck flashing their horns and flashing their lights throughout the game. And then you have fucking confetti just – I mean, you have a confetti field with some grass. Yeah. And, and then as a remote viewer, just like the broadcast quality itself was absolute dog shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. My son can take my phone and hold it up and be more – and ha- hold it steadier than that camera operator did. And then the audio issues, like – I well, For those of you watching today – um, it is now official that Seth does not have an iPhone. Oh yeah, no, I do not have an iPhone. I haven't had an iPhone and I probably will never go back to an iPhone. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just the USL has to step up and do something about stuff like this. And we've talked about it off air. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it on air about how it's like Ted Turner esque and what 
the Las Vegas ownership group is doing. And, but when it starts putting player safety at, as when player safety becomes an issue, when broadcast quality is an absolute fucking shit show, like USL has to step in and say, look guys, step it up or we're going to step in and do something. Now so, what the league can do, I don't know. Something but. just came to my mind because it, I was watching on ESPN today. Um, Las Vegas is officially the Savannah Bananas <laughs> of the USL. But the Savannah Bananas do it well. And they're entertaining. Yes. The, I, have you been watching the Banana Land documentary? I started oh watching it today. It's such a good docuseries over on ESPN+. Plus. Banana Land, all about Savannah Bananas. Uh, if you don't know who the Savannah Bananas are, they are a independent minor league baseball club who basically turned it into a, a game. A game, basically. A, a, a stage, a performance. A stage performance is what they're doing. And you got dancing umpires, dancing players, people on stilts. You got all kinds of stuff going on. But it's fun. And I saw this video the other day to where they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars every game. Yeah. Ticket sales, merch, and like nothing is like outrageously priced. Yeah. So they went from $1.2 million in the hole mm -hmm. to having over $7 million profit. Yeah. It's like what the, over a fucking shit show circus. Well, and it's just, it's so Robert. much fun to watch. Like I, I watch the games when I can and I watch, like I follow the players, I follow the, the, the team and like the videos and the content they put out. Like the next time I'm in Georgia and they're playing, I'm going to go see them like without a doubt. Thank you for your um, there you go, Robert special message just for you from Earl. Um, USL step up will be the first time. Take Red Wolves abuse issue as a prime example. Um, I'll be I'll be honest. I've been looking into this. Um, I don't know too much about it. Um, I know that there are issues out there, um, and that's something that we that I do want to dig into more um, here in the off season. That's something we can talk about. But you know, the the USL has to has to step up because if they want to be a major competitor in the professional sports market in the U.S., if they want to continue that continue that push for Basically, you know, tier one soccer. If they want to be tier one soccer, they've got to be able to put their foot down and stop this kind of nonsense from happening. Now, is MLS immune from this type of stuff? No, obviously not. We know the story in Atlanta um, uh, with you know water and training and all that kind of stuff, and how that how the club was being mishandled uh, by Frank DeBoer. Um, we know other clubs have had have had issues as well. But USL has an opportunity with the amount of growth that they've had, with the amount of exposure that they've had to step up and really like say, hey, look, we want to be the you know tier one league. And one instance of the league stepping up, and not, not necessarily the league itself, but the, the quality of the league improving, Haji Berry just signing for a new USL championship league record fee going to the epl not the english premier league the egyptian premier league uh for a, what appears to be a pretty good club uh over there so um i mean earl what steps can the usl take do you think to help kind of mitigate some of these issues i mean nip it in the butt right away i mean 
at no point is it okay to have a freaking mattress on the side of a pitch. At no point. I don't give a fuck who you are. You can literally be the Savannah Bananas and have a freaking mattress on a baseball field. But that's not okay in soccer because there's flying freaking soccer balls and flying players that can hurt someone and then it's on the club or on the league to pay that insurance bill because they got hurt at a game. Um, So really it's just putting your foot down and calling it stops. Yeah, I'm a... I'll be honest. I'm amazed that nobody has gotten hurt or, you know, tripped over one of these mattresses or fallen into a pool or, you know, like when they had, when they've had the water balloon fights, you know, I I just, um, it's just any number of possible issues. Um, uh, Harry, to that point, Jacob is supposed to be here. He told us he'd be about 20 minutes late. So, uh, hopefully he will be jumping on here in just a few minutes. Yeah. He's actually Um, out practicing his flute. Um, his flute skills. He did send us a, an audio clip of it, and that's why he decided to take a little bit of time because this is this is what it sounded like, Harry. I, I mean, I'm fairly certain that's a recorder and not a flute, but either way, it sounds uh. Atrocious. Atrocious. He, he, he needs some work. I, I will agree to that. Um, but I mean, back to, you know, the, back to against Vegas. I mean, United did what we, what we said they needed to do. They held Danny Trejo and Cal Jennings in check. Will Seymour had Danny Trejo in his pocket all night. Um, and so, you know, Will was fantastic. Uh, we didn't do enough. Again, we didn't do enough offensively. I felt defensive. I felt on the, on the defensive end, the, I feel like on the defensive side, we did really well. We did everything we needed to do. Now, there was there was one opportunity that Cal Jennings had um, where he was basically just left alone, but he skied his shot. So a little bit fortunate there, but we did what we're supposed to do. We did what we needed to do. We just couldn't finish at the other end. And there was, admittedly, there were some questionable calls. I mean, you can talk about the the penalties that were or were not, you know, that weren't given. I mean, here's the thing, though. Yeah, there were some questionable calls, but it was on both sides. It wasn't yeah, towards just one club. It was on both sides. The ref was just off his game for sure. Um, but really, exactly, you said it. We did what we had to, and I'm a video gamer, so that's, in my opinion, if you play Grand Theft Auto, that's uh, Mission Passed, which you would, if you were to pass, you'd get this sound. <laughs> you've got a you've got a full soundboard tonight don't you oh yeah. <laughs> yeah um side tangent real quick are you playing gta 5 no oh well never mind then um i was gonna say if you are i'll have to get some gta 5 going later but never mind um i mean yeah i'm, I, I'm working on getting the lspdfr hmm the Los Santos Police Department. Um, I don't the know mod. The last... Yeah. Yeah, the mod. It's, I'm working on getting that, but it's a huge freaking download. 
Yeah, it is. I, I haven't seen the videos, and I think it'll be fun to do. Um, yeah, one of the I, streamers I watch on the daily, he does yeah. it, and it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I don't have GTA for the computer, though. Um, but um, so anyway, I mean, were you – do you think a point was good enough on yes. the road to Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, um, you actually called us to lose last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very uncertain on my prediction, which I think I called 2-1. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I called 2-1. We could have got the, the second one for sure um, if we weren't playing Vegas. But the fact is we we're playing Vegas, who has the exact similar offense as us. So when they're attacking our defense, our defense knows what's happening. Um, and we're when we're attacking their defense, their defense knows what we are doing. So yeah, so getting one point, I'll take it. Um, yes, Harry, we do need three points. Um, technically, we actually need four points. Um, so we definitely cannot lose this weekend. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty salty waters. Well, I, I think what Harry's saying is that we needed three points in Vegas, and I agree. I don't think one point against Vegas was enough. I given how tight the margins are right now between us and the playoff line, we needed three points. And again, it goes, it, it, it all it keeps coming back to it. We're not good enough in the attacking third. We're not creative enough. We're not finishing. We're not doing what we have to do. Um, it's just, I, I came away from that. Um, you know, on, on the 30th, I, I was, I was disappointed. Like I really was. Um, I mean, we just, we outshot them. We had shots on target. We just didn't do enough. Even with the, even after the red card, I know the red card came late. Yes, it was a red card. Um, it, it was a, it was a legitimate red card. I agree with that. Do I necessarily agree with the spot? The fan in me says no. The referee says yes, because the contact was initiated outside the box. Um, even though the brunt of it was inside, the contact was initiated outside the box. Same with our, with the one earlier too, uh, over on the right right corner uh, of the box. Like it was the right call. I hate to say it as a fan, but it was. Um, but it just it wasn't enough. Like, and we've been saying this. Like, we need a, if we had picked up a win at any point in these last five matches, picked up a win somewhere in these last five we'd be in much better shape. Like we probably, you know, it's not even at the point where like, we're necessarily outplaying people anymore. Like we were earlier in the season. Like we haven't been good enough. And so that's why, and we'll go ahead and start looking ahead to the match tomorrow and the match on Sunday. You know, we've got Los Dos at home tomorrow night at the lab. Um, LA still looking for a playoff spot. They're still clearly in the hunt. Um, I mean, really everybody below us still is, um, yeah, we do have one fewer match play than a number of folks, but with our schedule, we've got LA, San Diego and Colorado. And we were kind of chatting about it a little bit in our, in our, in our group, in our group text. And I know Jacob, and if Jacob hops on, we'll let him, you know, defend his position here, but I look at it. I think we need a minimum of four points from these next three games. 
Now, looking at the schedule, I honestly don't know where they come from. I think our best chance is to pick up a win tomorrow night and then maybe sneak a point against Colorado because I don't see us doing that away to San Diego again. I just, I, I think we need a minimum four points. And even then, I'm not convinced that four is going to be enough. I think five is a little bit safer just based on what everyone else has left. But I, I think five points were absolutely safe. Four, bare minimum. But, I mean, against Galaxy, we've talked about Galaxy in the past. Galaxy is one of the same. Galaxy is going to Galaxy, you know? Um, I, I just, and we already know we got the match notes earlier. We know Nico's still out. We've known that Christian Nava is still going to be out. Um, Devin was out over the weekend, which we weren't expecting. Um, Romario was out over the weekend. Again, we weren't expecting that. So I just don't know. And, and LA is coming off of a two, no win over Sacramento. So, so I have, I have my own opinion as to why Romario was out. Okay. This, this past match because he played almost 90 minutes and he was too gassed to go because he forgot his tent over in the freaking penalty <laughs> box. <laughs> and, and and to Harry's point over here, San Diego's locked in second slot, so they may rotate possibly, but I, I, I think I still think we're going to get 50, 60 minutes out of their main guys. That's what I think. Um, See, and same thing with Colorado. I, I imagine they're going to get some people there as call well. Call me crazy, but I'm not worried about Colorado now. Uh, well, let's let's add Jacob in here. Oh, Jacob, do me a favor. Call Earl crazy. <laughs> no, I I got a better I got a better intro for you. It's your um, it's why you're late. Um, Harry's already saw it, so uh. We said you're late because you're practicing your flute skills, and this is what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty spot on. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Um, so yeah, we were we were just talking about uh, we had we had talked about Vegas uh, on Friday. We we're talking about looking at the upcoming matches. You know, bare minimum and you were a bit more confident in in our standing than than I am at this point. I said we need a minimum four points. Five, I think we're we're a lock at that point, but where do those points come from? Um and looking at we're talking about galaxies obviously galaxies in a galaxy. They've won two of the two of the last five, but their wins were over Monterey and Sacramento. So and, and Harry's got a great point here what is our confidence level in us being able to score, especially when we've had guys unexpectedly out with injury over the weekend? Okay. So I know there's a a lot. um, The Vegas game broke. I know you didn't ask me about the Vegas game, but I have two cents on the Vegas game. Uh, First half was atrocious. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. I thought the second half, we looked really good. We were clearly the better team. Didn't find the back of the net. Unfortunate. You could say that's the story of United since the inception. Um, you could, <laughs> you could uh, 
could chalk it up to just some dumb luck uh, on Friday night. It, it just depends. Um, the second half was part of why in our conversation the other day, I wasn't nearly as worried as uh, someone, uh, some soulless robot on here seemed to be. Um, <clears throat> did you guys have like, was it all crap for you guys or, or was there some bright spots or, or Vegas? I... We'll see more. We'll fucking see more. So I thought Seymour was good. I thought Seymour was great. He made team of the week. He did. Finally, we yes. get somebody on team of the week. Was he team of the team of the week? Team of the week? Yeah, or was he on the bench? Team, no, team of the week. Team of the week. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. He deserved um, it. Yeah, he Trejo. I uh, Trejo. I don't like it. Was it was a disaster? Yeah, uh, for him. So, um, as far as like a team concept though, was it all shit for you guys, or were you at least somewhat happy with the second half? Because I thought the second half we played really well, but. For me, I felt like we were defensively solid throughout. Okay. We gave, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, you know, Cal Jennings had one opportunity that he skied into, you know, Colorado. Um, offensively, we were terrible the entire night. And I thought the I, second half had some bright spots. Well, but. I mean, we were better in the second half, but I'm there's still a lack of creativity. There's a lack of finishing. There's a lack of like, well, so let, aggressiveness let me that we let need. me be clear. I'm not saying the second half, we were like prime 2019 Phoenix offense. I'm just saying the second half Spurs was, against, uh, you mean Arsenal against Spurs over the weekend. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I mainly cause I didn't watch the game. So okay. I just, I don't have, it was five 30. Why you're putting a, a North London Derby on at five 30 in America is beyond me, but I digress. Um, it's all because of David Carl, for sure. He was over there. It's all his freaking fault. Exactly. Um, so I'm not saying we're we're like the top offense. We weren't the top offense in the league in the second half. It was just better than we've seen in the last couple matches, in my opinion, and uh, probably should have had a goal in there somewhere whether it's a penalty that I don't think was a penalty um, uh, or, or is it something should have happened in that second half with the way we controlled that match to get us on the board at some point. But years later. <laughs> you asked me a shitload of questions. Okay. And I know I'm not even to the first one yet, but um, I just, just wanted to give two cents there. Cause I, I was, I had that loaded up um, and I, I thought maybe, maybe some disagreements would happen there but okay so vegas vegas game done vegas game's done um as for looking forward um so i do think four points pretty much guarantees us a spot in the playoffs in some way i don't feel like we're going to miss the playoffs too many things have to happen with other teams for them to jump us like there's just it's a cluster there but we are at the top of that cluster and we would have to basically lose all three matches, in my opinion, to just not have any chance at all. But that being said, I think tomorrow's a very winnable match. And I I thought Saturday the 15th at home against Colorado was a winnable match anyways. And with this Haji Berry news, it, it goes from winnable to we probably should win, in my opinion. Now, whether we win or not, that's a whole other story. But uh, we, we jump to the favorite in that match. The away at San Diego, um, 
I, I, I think we'll get a draw that match. So there's a possibility that we end up with seven. Um, but if we can get five, uh, one win and two draws, I'd, I'd be happy with that. So, um, right when I came on, Earl was saying he's not scared of Colorado. Um, that's right exactly now. why. I mean, we're in the same boat. I mean, them losing Haji Berry, uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm off mute. Um, so them losing Haji Berry is going to be very different for them. This is probably the first match in almost two years that they've not had Haji Berry scoring for them. So that's just where I'm at. I mean, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of someone that's constantly scoring on United. Um, so that's one less worry for us. Granted, they do still have Amo or Amo or whatever the hell his name is, and mm-hmm. and Mitchy Mitchy Galina, Cam Lindley. I mean, they've still got a number of guys who are extremely dangerous, and we've seen Galina be the more dangerous of that. Yeah, to a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback to last year. Um, but yeah, so I'm not stressed about it just because of the the Haji Berry news. I mean, I, I get it, and, and and yes, Haji Berry transferring to uh, the Egyptian Premier League is definitely a, a blow to them. But I think they they, I think they do still have enough there to where that's a da- that's that's a scare match but, for me. But losing Haji Berry is going to mean that they have to figure out how to play without Haji Berry. Haji Berry was the but engine up top. Yeah, but uh, Haji with, Berry with did Lindley s- and and Galena. Haji, Haji Berry did so much more than just be up top, though. No, he, I know he was the driving force behind that team, and so you take that out. They have a they have the attacking talent, yes, but is Amo going to be able to drop back, start the play, and finish the play like Haji Berry has done? Is Amo going to be able to time those runs perfectly on those long passes to get behind the defense like Haji Berry's done specifically against us? I'm could, fairly certain he has in the be. past. <laughs> no, we had this conversation. He hasn't scored against us except for with Colorado Springs because I thought he had scored a bunch when he was with RGV last year, but he right, right, right. Yeah. You called me out, and it wasn't that wasn't the case. So, um. And and Mitchy doesn't scare me at all. I every time I have watched Colorado play, I know he has some goals this year, but every time I've watched Colorado play, Earl wants to give shit about Romario Williams shooting it to the moon. Um Galena hasn't hasn't hit the frame in any of the matches that I've seen. And he's had several chances. Haji Berry and Elvisamo have set him up uh several times. But he just hasn't finished. Yeah, and this is a fair point here. Uh, Haji has not been playing for a few weeks, and they did uh, they did pick up went over Sacramento last week. Um, and going back through their schedule, let me make sure I've got this correct here. Like looking back, they haven't beat Sacramento since he the Sacramento game. I don't know what Sacramento game you're talking about, but or no, I was looking. Uh, sorry, I was looking at a. Uh, they have not won. La, since I, was, September. I was looking at La. I they have not won since September 10th. They have a one nothing loss at RGV on September 10th. And that game, there was a 2-1-2 two, two loss to Detroit City. Uh, the 20th was a one nothing loss to San Antonio. And then a 1-1 draw on the 24th to Roots. So, whoop-dee, you know, my, my, that just makes my point for me, Harry. Uh, 
they haven't been playing with Haji Berry and they haven't won without Haji Berry. So, um, and they've only scored one goal in the three matches. That's what I just said, Harry. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, uh, I don't, again, doesn't, doesn't worry me. I, I now I'm not going to say we're going to beat them, uh, cause they are still a talented team and we've had trouble with them after dominating them the first two years. Uh, the last two years have been way more even. So I imagine it's going to be a good game, but that's a game that we should win. Fairly certain we won three against him in 21. Uh, 21 was Haji. That was last year, right? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure we split. Go maybe, no, maybe we did. Maybe we did. Cause it was three, one them or three, one us, three, one them, three, one us. And then a draw, maybe three, one, three, one, three, one, three, two. So we beat them three times. They beat we us did beat them three times. Okay. Yeah. They put um, up goals against us at times. Though. Yeah. So, but Haji Berry was behind a lot of that, and he's yeah. not there. So I, I what I, what I'm really interested about from what you just said, Jacob, is the, the you're confident that we can go into San Diego and pick up a point there. I mean, Harry mentioned potentially they they might be resting some people. I don't necessarily think we see like wholesale changes. I think maybe we still see guys playing for you know 50, 60 minutes. Um, we, the last time we played them in San Diego, we picked up a last minute equalizer from mm-hmm. Ilya Illich, mm-hmm. uh, the same match that, uh, Mondo Moreno went out with his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you confident in the ability for United to go on the road and pick up a point at San Diego, particularly with how well they've been playing? Oh, uh, well, Harry kind of touched on it. I, they're, they're locked into the two seed, um, they're not going to get past and they're not going to gain anything um, on San Antonio. So they, they don't have, I mean, not going to say they don't have anything to play for because they're still seeding with the Eastern conference opponents. Um, you, if, if you think you can get to the championship and you don't think that the top teams are going to, there's still, there's still, you still want to finish with as most, the most points as you can, obviously, but uh, we might see a little bit of, of uh turnover there. And then, we've played them fairly well since they came into the league, mm-hmm. um, including the game this year. We, we pulled a point out of our butts. I know, uh, cause it was another equal or this yeah, stop stoppage time, time yeah. equalizer. Um, but we played pretty well that game and they didn't run us off the pitch like they have with some of these other teams. Um, so, I I know I'm kind of putting a lot on United to figure their shit out and not sure they will. But uh another thing that I I like I I'm not I'm to a point in my life where I'm gonna get a little meta on us. Um <laughs> that I just I don't see a point in being pessimistic and I don't see a point in getting too worked up about things that we love but have no control over at the end of the day (laughs) so um i'm gonna go into these three games optimistic and if we end up shitting the bed and not making the playoffs uh i'll have a few bad days as far as united is concerned and then and then i'll move on and we'll look to the silly season and get excited about off-season signings and see who we bring back and who we let go and and i'll have fun with that so 
Uh, we're not talking soccer at all this offseason. We're going to talk about hockey. We're also going to talk about landing on the moon. I feel like I missed some things the last <laughs> Okay. We're probably also talking about the fact that my fantasy football team is 4-0 currently. God, I fucking hope not. I swear. <laughs> I hope we don't. Oh man, I, I would sh- I will show you my show you guys my scores. My I had the I San Francisco D. I they put up like thirty oh, some odd points. Earl, Earl, he's gone. He's gone, Earl. All right, good. He's gone. He's gone. It's just us. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, it's a, a Ses fantasy fantasy team free podcast here. Um, <laughs> I get it enough in the chat. Uh, it doesn't help that I drafted Kyle Pitts. And he apparently died uh, over the summer, over the off season. And I didn't know. Are we, are we still talking um, fantasy football? I, yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. He didn't die. There's just you know better options, which I went and picked up. <laughs> Earl, please don't get us banned. Thank you. Long um, story short, I'm just bitter about fantasy football at this point in time. So I do not care. Um, my point still stands. I don't, I mean, it, if we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't. I still think we're a talented enough team that if we make the playoffs and we get hot, we can make a run. Um, and until we have a little E by our name um, or a little X by our name, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, guys. This team's been ridiculous all season. Um, and, and I just, I look at Los Dos and think, yeah, we should have beat them handily in in wherever the hell they play um so and, empty stadium and now we're gonna be playing at home in october uh we've had good luck in october at home uh in our existence anyways so, so hopefully when you pick up two wins at home and then here. it doesn't matter i'm gonna show our age here for a minute hey sombrero man i need your help i need you to name this song I had to cut Wait, you off so we didn't get copyrighted. Did Earl say our age? Uh, he did, because remember, he thinks he's old. He's, <laughs> he's a baby, but he thinks he's old. Hey, I know that whole song by heart. Are you guys both going to the game tomorrow? Uh, no. Yeah, I'll be there. I didn't think you were, Earl. Yeah, I'll oh, be there. I mean, and, uh, oh, oh Carlos, there you go. You spelled um, whisper wrong, but Carlos is an old soul, guys. Carlos is. is only 18, but he's he's an old man at heart. Yeah, Jacob, I'll be are you going um, to the match tomorrow? No, I'll be in Taos for work already. Are you going Saturday? I will. Well, not this Saturday, obviously, to San Diego, but the next Saturday, yeah, I'll be. Yeah, there. the next Saturday, I mean. Yeah, I'll be there on the fifteenth. Yeah, I'll have uh, Logan with me tomorrow night, so because it is fall break. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got one kid out of school all week, another kid out of school Thursday, Friday, and Monday. So, but you are, you said you are going, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Uh, Logan and I are going to go uh, since it's the last opportunity we'll have. So, uh, we'll go to that. Um, but I, I think Harry's right. I think a lot of the season is going to hinge on tomorrow night and LA Galaxy because I mean, honestly, I'm just, I'm not convinced that we will do anything against San Diego. I, I think there's a point to be had <clears throat> against Colorado, if not all three. Um, but I, I think LA is the best option that we have as far as picking up 
points. Um, looking at the race to the playoffs that the USL Championship does have updating, I mean, realistically, if there's any possibility of a home match for us, I mean, we would essentially have to win out um, and get some help <laughs> above us. Uh, but yeah, it's I mean, this is it, guys. We've got two home, three matches, two left at home. I mean, obviously we have the, I mentioned earlier, we've got the match notes, Nava's out, Nico Brett's out. Um, Dev and Romario were out over the, uh, in Vegas. Um, is, do we, is there any chance we see somebody make a surprise return? Any chance at all? Or are we just like kind of going with what we have and throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count out Nava or Nico. Okay. I no offense to Lucas Cash, uh, but even David Carl was known to send us match notes that didn't have the injury report fully correct on it. So um, I, I wouldn't wouldn't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if either of them are at least in the eighteen. But uh, <clears throat> I. I know at this point the injuries. I'm not using them as an excuse. We still have talent oh, yeah, out no, no, there, no. and and uh, still should should be able to put up a goal or two. Uh, yeah, no, the injuries aren't an excuse. I mean, we've had plenty of opportunities with guys out all season long. Even with, I, while Nico was healthy, while Christian was healthy, and we didn't do enough. Um, I mean, Earl, looking from for you. Which of these next three matches is the most favorable for United? And what are they going to have to do in that match in order to pick up the, the safety that we need? I think Los Dos is the most favorable, favorable match. Um, only because they're obviously on the lower end of the spectrum. Um yeah, I probably shouldn't ever say that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting choice of phrase there. Yeah, but yeah, I think that that Los Dos is the, the most favorable one. Um, what we need to do is not play Romario Williams because he's older, or Dev because he's older. But on that note, um, there's some good news about senior citizens. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Romario is only 28. Close enough. He's not <laughs> old. <laughs> Dev is 32. So like that, I, I maybe, but I mean. Say it, because I know at, Jacob's 32. Look at I'm Ibra. 33, actually. Look at Ibra. Look at Ronaldo. Look at Messi. Guys who are older and still in the primes of their career. Now, I'm yeah, not, I'm not but saying they also primes have primes. Well, the primes of no, their no, career? Okay, maybe not. The they also have the like primes? hundreds of millions them. of dollars that they can just pump well, into their bodies. Yes. They're the Tom Brady of freaking European sports. Okay. Prime is not the the right word there, but they're, they're guys who are still performing at a how much a much more advanced age than our players are. Ronaldo's not performing um, at all, by the way. Well, no, he's not, but... <laughs> He's, I, I know he's been benched. I know, I know there's issues there, but you know, Messi's still playing. There's other guys who are still out there doing 
at a at a much you know like I said a much older age than you know Dev or Romario. So I wouldn't say that there's the senior citizens of the club. Maybe I think I would still, but but I'm older than both of them, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, so for my whole life, there are two things about old. There is old old, and then there is professional athlete old, and professional athlete old is around 30 once you get over 30 that's professional athlete old it's not old for us but it is for professional athletes um i think your quarterback would beg to differ okay i'm relatively have you seen my quarterback lately speaking speaking of which i'm 95 percent sure he's not human right now well no probably not but um speaking uh, speaking of tom brady real quick um of the three of us which would have the best shot at getting giselle if they do divorce uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ways that I could have gone with that. And, I got um, the answer for this, and it's gonna be me not answering and just. Copyright, Earl. Copyright. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Like, so no, we won't get hit with copyright because it's less than seven seconds. No, you've been playing it for longer. I've been having to mute you at seven seconds. <laughs> Watch Harvey and Saldana one. dirty like Jacob's forehead. I don't. I mean, I didn't shower today yet, but I don't know why you're throwing me under the bus like that. It's just tan. <laughs> it's just tanned. That's all it is. Um, no, we'll we'll stay quiet. Carrying on. Um, but. Yeah, um, I don't know, guys. I've just, uh, I just don't know what to think these next couple of weeks. Like, I, I would love to see us pick up win tomorrow night and just really put the pressure on the other clubs to where they they really just have to outperform all expectations. Because we were talking about some of the other clubs' schedules, and they're not necessarily favorable. Which kind of, which does kind of play into in, into our hands a little bit. So, I mean, I I'm really hoping that the guys go out and shut it down tomorrow. You know, shut down LA, put up a, you know at least two goals at home, which I think is a a, a much needed thing. Um, you know, I, I it's something we really need to see, and we haven't seen enough of this season. So, I. Will Seymour obviously had a great game against Vegas. Is he a guy that we think gets to start again tomorrow? Does he come in later? I mean, how much rotation do we see tomorrow? Uh, I think Will Seymour starts. I mean, there's not a chance he doesn't start unless, like, the world ends or something or a careless whisper decides to just be playing in the background all night, um, which I'd be okay with, actually. Um Yeah, <laughs> I like how you you interrupted your own train of thought. That's, oh, no. That was that was the best. That was the best. Um, yeah, Seymour starts uh, unless he's got a knock. Seymour starts. Um, he's been one of the most consistent players we've had all season. I don't. I can't think of a game where I've been like, man, Seymour had a terrible game. Um, and I can think of several where I'm like, damn, Seymour was really good. So. Um, I think that 
maybe we see like Mondo and Reva switch where Mondo starts and Rivas comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Freighter is probably the best bet to start up top again. And then Kisavetter coming in in the second half like he did. Uh, I thought Kisavetter played fantastic, by the way, um, when, once he came on the pitch. I thought he looked really good and the offense really changed gears after that point. Um, and then, then you've got Weehan who's going to be out there. I saw a comment on Facebook that Weehan had a terrible game. How do you get like, I didn't felt like he was decent. Uh, I didn't feel like he was bad by any means. I felt like he was a non-factor, not necessarily a bad game, but I felt like he was not a factor in the game. Well, nobody was a factor in the first half. Well, and no. I don't. I don't know how we can say he was a non-factor when he made. I mean, yes, probably drew, the he, run of the match that was penalty well, slash not he, penalty. Um, and yes, he, he did do that. But he, in, in terms of, he had passes. He had key passes before that in that second half. That second half, he was at least involved. He he's not he's not last year's Weehan. He, no, he I hasn't know been he's all not. season, and we should stop expecting that from him. It's oh, a different, no, I don't, different I don't kind think of any of us any of us have well, no, I'm not saying you two, but yeah. I think that's where some of the complaints about Weehan uh coming from the rest of the fan base has been what the hell's going on with Chris Weehan. He yeah. sucks right now. When in reality he doesn't suck, he's he's performing, he's just not getting the goals and the assists like he did last year because the whole team's not doing that. Right. We, we just aren't doing that last year like we were or this year like we were last year. So he's his numbers, his actual counting numbers are going to be down because they're down team wide. But he's made a good run. He had a couple of good passes. He made a couple bad decisions like everybody else did last night or Friday night. But I, just, I don't I don't quite understand the slander there um, when it was a team effort there that just absolutely sucked. No, I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, and, and you're right. Yes. The, the, the fan base as a whole has been overly critical of bees. Um, Andrew Mario and, and Romario. Yes. Um, yes. It is a slight, is a slightly different system, particularly uh, it's more, the system has changed more through the midfield than anywhere else, but I mean, you look at Bees last night, he had maybe a dozen touches, roughly around there. He did have a couple shots, one chance created, and yes, he did draw the foul there. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, as a, as a fan, I'm screaming for a penalty. As a referee, not a penalty. Um, and I feel like while he has done good things throughout the year, and there were some good things that he did on Friday – I just feel like he wasn't there enough. He didn't do enough, you know? And that's not to say that he didn't come out, that he wasn't there, that he, you know, that he is not a good player. It's just, I don't think he's had the impact that we need from him. Whether, and I'm not even necessarily saying, you know, he needs more goals and assists. It's just, he hasn't had the impact that we need. Right. Uh, understandable. I think you could say that about a lot of players, but um, yeah. 
So I back to the original question. I don't think we see a lot of change from last Saturday or last Friday's game. Um, I think if we see change, it'll be against a opponent like San Antonio or San Diego on the road where it's probably not a game. Even if we play our a one team, we're favored. Uh, I think, I think the, I think this game has to be the, we're going to do everything we can to get three points out of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't, then we'll figure out what the hell to do Sunday against uh, San Diego. But as far as tomorrow night, it's all hands on deck. It's throwing the best possible 11 out there that we can uh, and and trying to get three points there and figuring out the next two games later. I mean, we just had, what did we have, uh, 10 days? Mm-hmm. 10 days off uh, before Las Vegas... Uh, Las Vegas helped. It was it helped us out because Las Vegas was Friday instead of Saturday or Sunday, so we have that extra day uh, to get back here, get settled in, and and get healthy again. So I think it's we're not going to see hardly any turnover. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. I, we're not going to see secondary players come in. It's gonna he's going to put out the best eleven he thinks we can put out there. Um, and in my opinion, that's probably a very similar lineup to what we saw Friday night against Carlos or against Vegas. Yeah, we did just have ten days off, but now we've got three games, uh, three games in eleven days. You know, yeah, that's that's par for the course, though. I mean, how many times does that happen a year? Three, four, no, five. Know. Yeah. Um. It 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 with ten days off, um, coming into those three, and then they're not. It, most of the time when we have a Wednesday match, it's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Uh, and we have an extra day on each side of that because yeah. San Diego is not till Sunday. So we have a little bit of a cushion there. Uh, it's like, like Harry said, we are two points ahead in the playoff picture. I mean, we, we don't have any kind of time to be like, Oh, it's a Wednesday. Let's, let's take, take our best lineup off the field and, and try to save some legs. No, it's, you got to go for it to tomorrow night and hope that you get the three points. And if you get three points, then we're coming back no matter what happens in San Diego. I think if we get three points tomorrow, I think we're coming back on here next Tuesday going, okay, well now it's just a matter of where we're going to finish. Um, and we know we're going to make the playoffs. If we get three points, I, my guess with what happens around the league elsewhere, plus if we can get three points tomorrow, we'll, we'll be pretty happy come next Tuesday. And that's going to be the important thing. Yeah, I'm looking at through, I'm going back through the schedules of those still in the playoff hunt for us or with us, I should say. And yeah, I just, some of these schedules are obviously favorable. Some are not. I mean, Oakland has Hartford and Pittsburgh. Um, Locomotive has both on the East coast though. Yes. Both. Both are on the East Coast, yes. Um, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to be playing for something guaranteed that last week with yeah. the way that that four, five, three, four, five, six is set up in the East. Yeah. They're 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 gonna want that home playoff match, so they will be fighting for that. So, you know, on, you know what? When I think, even though they're both on the East Coast, like I I don't think they're gonna travel back and forth in that one week. Like I guarantee I, you, they do. You think so? Yeah, because traveling back to Oakland and giving them at least three or four nights in their own bed is better than 
staying on the East Coast in a hotel room on a bed that you're not sure of, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. And but... eating, eating junk food because you're on the road, um, eating out at restaurants, whatever the case may be. I, I, I can almost guarantee you they come back. It'd be interesting to see. I would love to know what they if they did that or not. Um, El Paso, Colorado, Orange County, Tampa. I see one win in there for El Paso. Maybe. Maybe you think Orange County's gonna be in El Paso? That's the thing, though. Like you, you can't look at the schedule for the bottom of the West because the bottom of the West is fucking chaos through and through. So you right. can't look at El Paso and go, oh, Orange County. That's an easy win because Orange County, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not saying it's an easy win. I'm just saying I, I feel like that's a win for El Paso. Well, so Orange County just drew San Diego, mm-hmm. drew Pittsburgh. Their last two matches. Yeah. Now, before that was a drubbing to Orange County. And then they beat Los Dos before that. And so and they drew against Memphis back in the beginning of September. There's no easy wins or easy losses oh, in, no. the, I mean, in the Western yeah. Conference. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm not saying there is. I'm just you know trying to look at this and, and pro- you know just try to project what's gonna happen. I mean I don't RG, think I don't R- think R- El Paso wins again this year. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. We'll we'll uh, we'll mark that one down here. Jacob says El Paso goes winless the rest of the year. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um I don't see it happening but uh RGV has Memphis, Phoenix, and Monterey. Vegas has the Miami FC and Los Dos. Monterey has FC Tulsa and RGV. Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. These last few matches, I feel like, I I think maybe LA might have the easiest schedule going out, but they have Atlanta and Vegas rising has uh, Atlanta and RGV. So again, the very soft end of the back of their schedule as well. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I just, I sincerely hope that we go in tomorrow night, we pick up three points and we next week and we had a couple of results to go our way. And you know, next week we're in a much better position. So um uh, score predictions for tomorrow night. Earl, let's start with you. Uh, 3-1. LA, right? No. <laughs> All right. Earl's going 3-1. Jacob? No, go ahead, Seth. <sighs> 2-1 us. And I, I'm very, I'm hesitant. I'm very hesitant about that. Go on. I just, I, I've tried to be positive about this club all year. I've tried to be objective about it. We we're just we're not we're not doing enough in the attacking half of the field. We're just not. We never have, and so. I feel I feel pretty secure defensively that we're not going to give up more than one. I think one is a stretch, but it's a matter of putting it together at the other end. And LA, while they're not necessarily the best team in the league, I mean, they've put up some pretty decent score lines. So 
I don't know. That's why I that's why I'm hesitant. Counter. We've been this way all year, right? Yes. We're still sitting fifth in the West, in a West that we admit it is crazy, and then there's no easy outs, no matter who you're playing, from Orange County up to San Antonio. And we've still come out so far, fifth in the West, have more wins than we have losses, have more goals than we've given up. And so even with this roller coaster of a season, um, the thing that I look at is it's been a roller coaster and we haven't really had an up in a while. We haven't since Monterey, we haven't had that. Oh, okay. Maybe we figured it out. And I think we're about due for one of those games uh, where it's like, Oh, Oh, they finally, now we very easily could go out and win this game and then turn around and let San Diego and get blown out and then not know what the hell to think going into Colorado Springs. But I think we're due for an upswing. We're due for one of the up moments in that roller coaster ride. Um, or we're still in the free fall going. Well, cause down. we haven't been on a free fall cause we just, got to well, just this guy, got just put, him back, put him back in the lobby. Um, and so, so I'm going to say two nil. I, I, uh, the defense has been sound all season, uh, barring a couple little hiccups here and there. Um, I like that the last couple matches, we've gone more to a, a four at the back system. I think our offense has looked much better when we do that most of the time. Uh, the first half of the lights game, notwithstanding. Um, I think even with the injuries that we have, right. Or like we had, if, if we assume that the Vegas lineup or the Vegas 18 is the 18 that we're going to be able to have, except for we'll be able to have ratty. Cause I believe he's back. Uh, cause he was gone on international duty. I think he's back now. Um, and so you you look at that lineup and you say, okay, um, there's still plenty of talent there. Uh, we'll be playing at home after a long break, uh, coming off a win at home against Monterey Bay. I think things are just kind of lining up to me that we're going to get a high point in the roller coaster. And then after that, I don't know, maybe we can continue to be on a high point. We'll have to see. But I, I, I just think tomorrow night's game is one that, yeah, uh, even the up and down season that we've had and the issues that we've had tomorrow for whatever reason in my gut and looking at how we match up with them as far as how we've played them in the past and and uh, the fact that we're at home and they're kind of all over the place just like we are because that's the West. The West is, unless you're San Diego or San Antonio, uh, you're kind of all over the place. Um, you have great runs and then you have bad runs and then you have, a good match and then you have a terrible match and then you have a great match and then you have a good match and then you have a terrible match. It's just where everybody's just all over the place. Uh, and so I think the stars are just kind of aligning where we get a, a good quality win tomorrow night and then see what happens after that. All right. Looking ahead to uh Sunday, San Diego, Jacob, you've already said we pick up a point out there. I say it's one, one, you say it's one, one. I think, that's just that is the the score line for San Diego versus United uh, will always be. All right, Earl, your thoughts about San Diego? One nil. Us. Okay, Earl says we go on the road to San Diego and pick up a win. Okay, so the reason why I'm saying that is I see us picking up a win tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um. 3-1, I said. 
So then we go into San Diego where, yeah, we've always scored 1-1. It's always ended 1-1 or 0-0, something along that line. Uh, I think we actually keep them out of the net and just play clean defense and have a 1-0. Interesting. Okay. I mean... I could see either of those. I could, you know, I can see either. Is it just? It just depends on if we can put enough together. Unfortunately, I'm not as positive on San Diego. Uh, we know, Seth. We, you're just you could have stopped after positive, <laughs> and we know you're not as positive. Period. We know. We understand. It's fine. I just I look at it objectively, and even though Landon Donovan has been named to the broadcast crew for the World Cup, um. I just, he's got that team playing well. They have been all season. And I think it's 2 0 San Diego on Sunday. I mean, I just, I would, and I know every time I, every time I pick against this, I want to be proven wrong. I want to be proven wrong. I want to see United go out and do something and, and prove me wrong. So that's, that's just where I'm at. So, all right. You sound like someone kicked your puppy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, number one, I don't have a puppy. Number two, like, no, I'm just, I, I mean, I've said, I always try to be as, as objective as possible with these matches, with my breakdown of what I see and what I think is going to happen. And I just, I don't, I don't think you're necessarily being objective here. I think you're letting the up and down season of United and the disappointment in United Control your life. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> you're you're letting that venom that took over um oh what the fuck is his name? I just drew a blink on his name. You'll the get there. Played, the one that played Venom. Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. You're letting the venom of Tom Hardy take over your life <laughs> before Tom Hardy could control it and he hated himself. You're not the happy venom that's eating chickens and and meatballs during the during the last ep, uh, venom movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, it, it's not a Somos Moss episode until I make a joke about Earl having a stroke on on the broadcast here. So I just one, are you okay, Earl? You good? Yeah. So if okay, I was okay. having a stroke, there's one request. Um, whenever I do die. When they're lowering my coffin down, don't play anything. No, 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 that's not what I was going to do. Um, what I was going to say is don't play like Careless Whisper or anything like that. I want you to play The Last Wish of a Cubs fan. Okay. Okay. Deal. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you guys are obviously welcome to your opinion. Like, And, and I get it, but... I don't think I'm anywhere near as fatalistic as a lot of the fan base is, or a, at least a, a portion of the fan base is, I should say. Maybe not sorry a lot, but I just, I, I, just I look at it objectively. Like we haven't played well. We can't, we have no put together offense. Uh, midfield has been lacking. Defensively is where we've been the best at all season long. It sounds like and you and Cole went to <clears throat> dinner somewhere. God, no. no. God, no, 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 no. I'm nowhere near on the, the hashtag, you know, Zach out. I'm nowhere near that. Like, I just look at it, I just, I just don't see it. I don't, the, the club hasn't gelled like I thought they would. 
and there's a lot left to be desired. There's a lot lacking. I mean, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement for this club. Um, and I'm just not confident because I mean, we haven't played well against playoff caliber teams all season long. We haven't. And we've, we've gone over the stats. We've gone over the numbers. We've looked at the record against clubs above and below the playoff lines. And I, I want to be proven wrong. I want the club to come out and show and put out a definitive win against a playoff caliber club and just put the whole thing together. You know, I've been picking out positive things all season long, even in these stretches where we haven't had wins. And so, I don't know. I just, I mean, we talked about months ago, like we had a, we're going to have a rough back end of the schedule and it's played out that way. Um, I was, you know, I was definitely more, I think more middle of the road towards, towards the I don't think we're going to get to where the projections say we're going to and I think we're we still have a chance to finish up right about where I thought we were going to do about 51 points but it would require us to win out basically um I don't know I just this club can be a lot better than what it's shown and I just don't think it, it shows up against San Diego but you're like San Diego's not San Antonio. San Diego's not the top three teams in the East. Like they're a solid club, but they've also got shellacked at home five nothing against Los Dos. Mm -hmm. They've been beaten by Oakland at home in the last month. Um, they're not like this powerhouse club that some of these other teams are. And you've looked at San Antonio. We've we I mean we got the loss and then we got a draw against San Antonio, but we played San Antonio really good here and got a, a unlucky loss. Right. And we played San Antonio really good at home or in San Antonio and came away with a draw. That was probably what that game should have finished up as. Mm -hmm. So we, the, the results haven't come against these top tier teams, but there's still only been like, five maybe six matches against mostly eastern conference opponents that we just haven't shown up for every right. single game in the western conference we have been in and been close aside from maybe that rgv game uh in rgv um and so we haven't been outclassed by any of the teams in the west have we gotten results? No, I get that getting results and, and you are who your record says you are is, is true, especially this late in the, in the season. Right. But to have zero faith that we can go into San Diego and walk away with a point, uh, which might not be exactly how you feel, but that's kind of how it's come across is crazy to me because we, we have played, solid soccer against the Western conference for 32 matches. And even the last two matches, you look at, at uh, San Antonio and then RGV or not San Antonio and the RGV San Antonio and then lights. There were definite bright spots in there. And to put San Diego up on this pedestal of, Oh, we have no chance going to San Diego and getting anything. 
is crazy to me. It, it's it, part of the roller coaster season that we've had is that we've had ups and downs. And to think that we're just going to be on a down because we drew against lights in Las Vegas, which as we know is a clown place to play um, and should have probably got three points. And we're clearly the better team in the second half. I don't, I, I just, I don't see that. I, I'm not saying we're going to go in and dominate them. I'm not saying we're going to go in and get a point. Uh, and we might go in and get shellacked. I just don't see why you would almost guarantee that that's what was going to happen. Go ahead, Earl. Do you have something? No? Okay. Um, <laughs> Earl's, Earl's scared. <laughs> Earl's like, oh, the, well, the parents the thing are The, the thing is, I'm not... I'm not basing it solely on Vegas. I'm basing it on everything I've seen basically over the past month. And we haven't been good enough. We haven't been consistent enough, whether it's against San Antonio, El Paso, or whoever it's been. We haven't been good enough. Um, we're still experiencing the same issues we've been experiencing all season long. And I feel like San Diego is a lot. I feel like San Diego is a more consistent team than some of the others that we played against. So I feel like I, I feel like going in there while we have picked up a point there in the past, I feel like it's less likely that we'll pick up a a point than a loss. I, I think a loss is the is the is the more likely scenario. And it's not that I don't think we can't. It's not that I think we don't have the talent. Like I absolutely think we do. But like I said, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be wrong. I want to be. I want this club to show me that they can go out and put together a complete ninety minutes against a playoff caliber club. And you know, so, do you? Do you feel like we haven't done that all season? I feel like the San Antonio matches have been the best ones of that have been the closest to that. Um, there have been a couple others that I felt have been really good and have been close to a, a great showing, you know? Um, but it's not something that we've seen enough of. Like we keep seeing like, Oh, it's a great second half or it's a great first half. And then we came out flat for 15 minutes. Or you know we shut off, or whatever the case may be. That's been the more that's been the most common discussion that we've had all season. Rather than saying, "Hey, that was a, a good ninety minutes," we put in shots. We just you know we they were a little bit better than us, or they were a little bit more they were a little bit luckier than us. And there have been other matches where where we have looked the better side for seventy five minutes. But we were not finding those finishes. And so it's not that, again, it's not that we haven't looked good at times. It's not that we don't have the ability. It's a lot of it comes down to the the creativity, the lack of finishing, the lack of you know, that, that final touch. And that's something we went through a lot of at the end of last season. We've gone through all season this season. It's like we've got all these opportunities, but we're not putting the ball in the back of the net. And we're not creating enough opportunities. I still think we're not creating enough opportunities. But, you know, and, and that's why I think, like, clubs like San Diego and and honestly, I'm going to – you kind of have to throw out the, the Phoenix match. You kind of have to throw it out a little bit because that was a bit of an, an anomaly. I'd, I'd throw it out completely. Yeah. Like, you, you have to. And, like, you take that out and we're, I think, bottom half of the league 
in terms of scoring. Um, I have to go back and check the stats on that, but you know, it's, I, I, I don't disagree with basically 95% of what you said. I fully agree with like 95% of what you said. My point is that that's been the problem all year and we've still gotten results. We've still been able to put it together. Uh, the Monterey bat Monterey Bay bat match here at the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a playoff caliber team in my opinion. And we destroyed them. Uh, it was only two, nothing on the scoreline, but that game was, was v- there was like a 10 minute stretch in the second half when it was still one, nothing that they had a couple chances that if they find the back of the net, maybe that's different. Yeah. But and, th- and that's one of those ones where it was a more complete performance. Right. Um, okay. So, so real quick, sorry, throwing out that Santa, throwing out the Phoenix match, um, we would have 34 goals on the year, which is well, so I don't just, which was, I don't think you can just take it out completely. I think you just can't give us seven. Well, yeah, no, I, 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 I think I'm just saying if you throw that match out completely, if you throw it out, um, seven goals, gone puts us at 34 for the year mm-hmm. which is second to last mm-hmm. with only new york red bulls below us so yeah i mean we we have all agreed that the offense has been shit all year and yet we're still fifth yeah and yeah because because the the, the the because the defense has been good enough to keep us in every match and that, you know that's right. what i'm trying to say like that's the defense is what i think is going to be the the, you know, that's going to help us these these final three matches, and we have to have solid defensive performances, but we have to put something together at the other end. We have to. Earl is uh, studying something now, so. <laughs> Any thoughts, Earl? No, I'm just uh, I'm just wondering some things. Okay. Like, how does the T Rex play volleyball? <laughs> all right i think we're gonna, th- we're gonna keep i think we're gonna talk ourselves in circles here in just a second that's literally so. the last page i was on was t-rex playing the volleyball okay all right well, so earl um, earl is reading children's books uh during during the podcast and he doesn't have children so that's a little weird um <laughs> but hey to each their own I mean, he did just turn 21 last week, so. Yeah. True. All right. Um, I mean, I guess that's, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else more to add. Um, Jacob or Earl, do you guys have anything else? No. I feel like I missed the nonsense part, so I have, like, a nonsense itch that needs to be scratched but i don't i don't want to i don't want to start something because i don't really know what where to go with that and uh, i don't really want to be here for another 30 minutes okay. uh as far as uh nonsense goes uh I mean, you do owe us an hour and a half so i eh, last time i checked i'm not getting paid for this so i don't <laughs> i don't know this uh owing anybody anything uh don't worry just so- uh find me 44 more followers on twitch and we can start getting paid Okay. Uh, so last, I do. I did want to talk about last week, actually, just a little bit. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, somebody hit a deer um, last night or to that last Tuesday night, and I had. Well, to, you're supposed uh, to keep your kids out of the road. No. What? <laughs> no. Well, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know where to go with that comment, so I'm just gonna ignore it. 
so yeah, I had the deer didn't die. Um, and it was suffering and I had to fill out a report and it just, uh, turned into a disaster of a, sounds of like a, a terrible Tommy boy scene. It does. It, I mean, it wasn't comical at all though. There was like zero comedy in it. If there was some comedy in it, I would agree, but there was just, I mean, it was just sad. It was just terrible. Um, so yeah. It was a fun night, guys. It was fun. And I actually, full disclosure, I got home about 9.30. But I was just just not in the right headspace to hop on a podcast and, and switch gears like that. So I was like, I just I just couldn't do it. All good. It's all good. Um, the tangential story to that. I actually got hit by a deer once. That checks out. I mean, what I know about you, um, I fully believe that. No, I got, hit, a, I got hit by my deer, if that counts. <laughs> Spousal abuse does not I, count, Earl. Blink <laughs> twice if you need help, Earl. <laughs> uh, no, years ago, I was driving through, uh, driving near my mom's house, and uh, a deer came out of the woods and, like, came up like it ran like towards the my rear bumper hit clipped the rear end of my car like went sliding across the road and got up and ran off tore the bumper clear off <laughs> that checks out because deer are stupid yeah they are you're super dumb animals when it comes to traffic they're very smart when you're hunting them for some reason but you they're ron white uh the comedian the blue collar comic uh ron white he has a joke about uh, how he's convinced if you slow that bullet down to 55 miles an hour, put some headlights on it and a <laughs> horn blare, and that the deer will actually jump in front of the bullet. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that checks out because yeah. they just they're not the brightest. Oh, yeah. No, people and, and for long for long time people didn't believe. It. I was like, no, I literally a deer came out and hit my car. Like, you're not, not you're not the only person who has told me that the deer has hit them. Yeah, and so I fully believe it. <laughs> uh yeah it's just been um do you want to share the other thing or is that not being talked about oh yet? no yeah we're having a baby um, there you go i the harry podcast i kind of let it slip um and you guys you made a comment but then it was like gone in the wind for some reason so so we we knew back then uh but we hadn't announced it officially yet um so yeah, we're we're having another baby due sometime probably Mayish, end of April, beginning of Mayish, sometime in there. Um, yeah, we're we're just excited about it. We've got that'll make four all of a sudden, and uh, hopefully it's just one uh, that we're gonna have. <laughs> we'll know next month or that at the end of this three. month. God, don't put that juju out here. <laughs> well, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats to you and Allie. I, uh, I know that you mentioned to us that you guys were actually trying for another. So, um, yeah, it was we we planned it, but we planned it absolutely terribly. Mm-hmm. So, so we we've usually been able to get pregnant pretty quick when we're trying, and so Allie took the birth control out August tenth, and by August twenty sixth, we had the positive pregnancy test. Um, which we thought might happen, but we were like, yeah, okay, this is, this is when we should do it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, not thinking that I, when I got the superintendent job, I'm going to have to go to the police academy 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to happen sometime in the next year. It's got to happen either January or July. Uh, those are the two start dates for both of the, for the academies. So I'm either going to be gone for the last four and a half, five months of the pregnancy and possibly the baby's birth, or I'm going to be gone and leaving Allie with a six, four, four and three month old. Um, You're a terrible husband. Well, we just, it was, she planned it too. It was her (laughs) idea too. And she knew that I'd have to go to the Academy too. We just didn't think about it. We just weren't. Yeah, thinking that far ahead as far as like, oh, well, if we get pregnant now, the baby's going to be here in nine months. We just we didn't plan that out necessarily the best because the whole plan. The whole planning of the baby has been based on the kids ages, not necessarily anything else. So we're like, okay, well, when Xander turns four or when Xander turns three, we will. Shortly after that is when we will start trying. And so Xander turned three in April. We actually waited longer than we planned on waiting um, because I had the new job coming and stuff like that. We just didn't feel like it was the right time. And then once we got out here and got settled and figured I was going to get the superintendent job and stuff, it was like, okay, well, now's the right time as far as the kids' ages and we're in a good spot right now. Not thinking, well, we're in a good spot right now because I'm here, but in nine months... uh might not be here for at least another month or so. So it could have been a little bit better planned, but uh, we'll make the best of it. We'll figure it out. I'll take care of what she has to take care of when I'm gone. She's already assured me of that. And she's a, she's a tough woman. And that's why part of the reason why I married her. So I think we're, we'll be fine, but uh, it's going to make the police Academy that much harder. I mean, it's already not easy uh, and it's, and it's going to make it a little more difficult for me, but, but we'll get through it. Well, again, congratulations to you guys. I know that you guys are, are excited for that. And so uh, I'd like to think that Earl and I had a little helping hand in this, you know. <laughs> uh, not I don't at a, I'm not, just, no. Not at all. I never used the phrase helping hand again. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was very awkward. Uh, no, no. Um, I mean, you guys are obviously a, a large part of my life. Uh, and so the support that I get from you guys is obviously uh, awesome and, and I'm grateful for, but um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Oh, that's all. Have you told the kids yet? Oh yeah. The kids knew like right away. Um, They're excited Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, We'll be interested to see. I think all of them. No, I think all of them want a boy, but I'm not, I can't, they change every once in a while, but the two boys definitely want a boy. I don't know what Lily wants. I, I think she wants a girl, but I can't remember for sure. So when we announce the sex of the baby to them, that's going to be when there's tears and cheers, I think. So please uh, tell me you're not going to go die a waterfall. No, my last two have been golf related. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played near as much golf since moving to Fort Sumner. So I don't know if they'll be golf related again, but uh, you see Earl, what people out. do when they find out the sex of the baby, they do these things called gender reveals. Yeah, I know. Okay. So funny stories. I almost killed my entire family on a gender reveal. Dare I ask how I'm having a very internal fight with myself on if I should ask for Fireworks. details or not. Ah, okay. That checks out. Yeah. 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 yeah so out. we had gender reveal colored fireworks and when we lit them, 
for whatever fucking reason, the box tipped over and started firing these fireworks at my family. <laughs> for whatever reason, Earl kicked it. That's the reason. He just doesn't want to admit it to his family. No, I, I lit the first box. He didn't secure it properly. And then when I got to the second box, the spark had already lit the fuse. And then it tipped over and started firing at my family. Was, you keep just say you knocked it over. You panicked. You didn't know what to do. And then I you didn't hit know it, what to do. I ran away fell. like a little bitch. <laughs> you didn't even try to save him. Didn't even try to turn the box the other way or not. Just well, ooh, what am I supposed to do? Hug the box? Just turn it the other way. That's a that's taking a whole. I'll take a grenade for you. Seriously? No, you don't have to get in front of it. You literally just have to go, or just yeah, or just reach out with your foot and tip it back up, like. Well, they all went inside after the first six shot that way. <laughs> uh, Earl's family, if you listen to this, please reach out because I would love to get your version of this story and several other stories that Earl has told. I would love to get your version of them and we, we'll bring you on the pod. We'll kick well, Earl if, off. If and, you go to Mountaineer in November, there's that balloon fiat, balloon rally. There's a rally, yep. Mm-hmm. You could ask Peter then, because he was the one lighting the fireworks with me that night. Okay, I will have to. I will put that in my notes, and I, I plan on making it because I, I was supposed Invite to go to the Peter on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to go to the balloon fiesta, and I'm not going to end up making it. So, I definitely, I need some hot air balloon in my life. I haven't had it for the last few years, and it's like an itch that I can't scratch. So I gotta, gotta get out there and help my cousin, um, and his wife balloon some and, and crew for them. And so I'm hoping to get out there in November. All right. Sounds good. Great show guys. Appreciate you both taking the time to be here this evening. Um, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and get us out of here? Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for, for holding it down the last week and partial for this week. Uh, while I had some shit going on and Oh my gosh, you have one. I do. Oh my gosh. Edgewood McDonald's. Is, what the fuck is McDonald's doing? God bless. Uh, I, I, uh, anyways, um, I, I can't thank you guys for holding it down now because that just ruined everything. So, <laughs> uh, Robert, Harry, Sombrero Man. Um, I don't know if anybody else was in the chat earlier. Doesn't look like it. Uh, thank you guys, of course, for getting on and, uh, and talking, uh, talking with us in the chat. Uh, those of you that weren't in the chat, get in the chat, man. It's fun. Uh, you almost always get your comment shown on the, on the screen here. Um, and, uh, you know, we just, we love having you and, and, uh, <laughs> Earl, Earl is dying. Um, and so I hope that you guys, uh, tune in next week, uh, nine o'clock Tuesday night. Uh, we got two matches that we'll be talking about, and we'll be ta- previewing the final match of the 2022 regular season. Um, it's been a wild, crazy ride, and uh, we're hope that you're with us next week as we uh, put a little bow on it for at least a little bit. We'll be back after the the Colorado Springs match, obviously, hopefully talking about a playoff preview, um, and then going from there. So. Uh, Tuesday, 9 o'clock, and until then, Somos Mingos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 
an audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.